0: The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. God, thank you so much for being a God that does love us. And you invite us to be a part of sharing your love with this world. God, there are many people in this world that are are hurting, that are seeking. And in many ways, um, they're just waiting for an opportunity for someone to love on them and love them. And I pray that as we learn to live generously more and more in all areas of our life, that we would truly continue to see more and more lives changed. So, God, open up our hearts and minds to hear your word now as we, as we continue. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, from the book of Second Corinthians, we're going to pull some nuggets of truth this morning. And um, we've been in a series kind of looking at our time, our talent, our treasure, and ways that we can use all of that to live the kind of God, uh, God-style God life that he calls us to live, to live generously. From the beginning of time, God's plan was to bless his children so that they could be a blessing to the nation. God called and appointed a man named Abraham. He said, I'm going I'm to choose you and I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. And, and that is his call for those of us who know him as Savior and know him as Lord. Those of us who have been blessed with forgiveness, with salvation, with, with the daily bread and feeding that he provides for us. We are given these things so that we can be a blessing to others. And in response, the fruit of that generosity, that fruit of living generously, is ultimately seeing people come to know him as Savior and Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 9, Paul expresses his gratitude to the Christians in Thessalonica. They are a people who have been faithful through the midst of trial, through the midst of all circumstances, loving and giving and serving. And his words that he shares with them and, and this are our health, how, how we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. And my heart this morning is to say thank thank you to you. Thank you that as an eight year old church, we have been able to see God do remarkable things in us and through us. Over the past eight years, we have. Given hundreds of backpacks full of school supplies to children who would struggle to have those needs met, through through you we have given literally thousands of blessing bags over the many years, uh, helping kids have food on the weekends. Through you we have blessed with with tens of thousands of gifts and toys, of coats and clothing and shoes and Tonka trucks and Barbie dolls and 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 presents, so that. Families would not go without on Christmas Day. Because of you, we have taught uh, ESL classes through our Hope House. We've given out clothing and, and, and food through our food pantry. And, and we have been able to see lives impacted and transformed in the name of Jesus because of you. So thank you. Let's hear a round of applause for you. Yes, come on. And we believe that this is just the beginning. God is grateful, and, and, and God looks down to us when we are faithful in serving him. And, and when we enter one day the gates of heaven, we desire to hear the words from our Savior said, saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. Because of you, my love reached the world. The church is God's plan A for the salvation of the world, for the love of God to reach those who feel like they're far from him and God has planted you in this time and season and space so you would be vessels of God's love reaching the nations we are grateful for the work that God is doing in us and through us in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11 through 13 Paul encourages the church in Corinth he says this you will be made rich in every way so that you can be continue to be generous on every occasion And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but also overflowing in the many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession to the gospel of Christ. And for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else, so this morning I want to say thank you for three ways. One, because of your serving, God is changing lives. Because of your service, by which you've proved yourself, men are praising God. Over the past eight years, we've seen close to three hundred people commit to uh, to a life of. We've seen over 300 people surrender to Jesus as Lord and accept him as Savior. We have seen close to 300 people baptized like we saw a couple last week, and and it's just begun. This is ultimately what is it what it is about. We don't do things like free sales and backpack drives and giving out of presents so that people will look at us and say, wow, there are great organizations in this world like Red Cross in Hope Hill Church. That's not why we exist. We don't exist so that people will see our good deeds and praise us and give us a, a, a slap on the back and say, good job. We do this so that people will come to know Jesus. Jesus is the reason. He is the mission. He is the reason that we put food in hungry bellies and coats on cold backs. He is the reason that we serve and love on others. Many of you serve, you volunteer on Sunday mornings here, greeting people as they park, or welcoming them into the building, or checking their children in, or folding chairs, or holding babies, and for that, we are grateful. As Hope for Nova continues to grow, we have a Hope House that is where we have a couple ladies live as missionaries to the community where n- a number of you serve uh, on the weekends, giving out coats and clothing or food as needed or meeting people and teaching English as second language. For that, we are grateful. We have disciple opportunities growing, like our classes on Sunday mornings and our community groups, and we need more of that happening. And some of you are called to be teachers or group leaders, and you just need to be willing to step up, and, and many of you have, and you opened up your homes to host groups, and for that, we are grateful. Because of your service, men are praising God. And for that, we are grateful. Because of your giving, God is changing lives. In 2018, about 207 different donors, one per family. Some of you, uh, uh, the husband gives as you want and the wife gives as you want. Thank you for being faithful. 207 different donors last year gave to the mission of Hope Hill Church. Close to a half a million dollars was raised towards the efforts, and now I drive a nice Maserati. Thank you. No, I joke. I actually have a, a 2008 Hyundai Accent, and it's awesome, okay? Because of your giving, we're able to, uh, we did buy a building. You know, a lot of tr- people say, oh, a church isn't really a church until they own a building. Well, we, we, we own a building. It's called the Hope House. And our mission is to put money into things that are going to make a difference. We don't. We're not about a stained-glass cathedral that will just sit empty for a week and be a place where we gather on a Sunday we are about doing the best we can with the, with what we have and trusting that God will take care of the rest because of your giving God is changing lives uh 2 Corinthians 9:11 says you will be made rich in every way so not just financially but God has given some of you great talents some has, some some uh, of you have great skills that you're putting to use to bless this body and we want to encourage each and every one of you each Some of you are a set of eyes in our body. Some of you are a mouth in our body. Some of you are the spleen in our body. And we need a spleen, okay? We need each and every part. Now, not every part is as visible as the others, and we're grateful for those of you that are working behind the scenes. We're grateful for those of you that are teaching our classes. We're grateful for those of you that are getting our teenagers up at 5 a.m. to get them on the road to get back safely. Thank you for the way that you're giving and serving. 207 of you gave to the mission last year and for that we are grateful and this year we hope that God continues to help us to be faithful to bring in the tithe looking at our resources that God has given us everything and as we are obedient like Pastor Gary taught two weeks ago as we take one dollar for every ten that he blesses us with and say "And say, God this is your money all of it thank you for blessing us with it here is your part back but as I return this to you, take it and use it for your will. And for those of you who are doing that, we are grateful. In the book of First Timothy chapter 6, Paul says this to the rich people. So most of you can be quiet and, and not have to listen. But to those of you that are in this room that are rich, it says this in First Timothy chapter 6. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment command them to do good to be rich in good deeds to be generous and willing to share in this way they will store up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life if you want to learn experience the true life, the abundant life that God has called you to live, then learn to live as he lived and live generously. We as Americans, we who live in this nation, in the eyes of the rest of the world, we are rich. We are blessed. And we have a responsibility to take those riches that God has poured into our life and realize that we're blessed to be a blessing. Thank you for the way that you Number three, because of your passion for people, God is changing lives. Again, as I said already, and I echo in this point, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies our confession of the gospel of Christ. We serve because of Jesus. We give because of Jesus. Jesus is the reason that we do what we do. I went on a missions trip to Uganda back in 2000. And when we came back, we were interviewed, and we were being praised and thanked. The Department of Energy uh, was was sponsoring our our mission. We were installing solar panels in in uttermost parts of Africa, so that uh, little mud hut clinics could have electricity, uh, through which to perform labor and delivery and and a number of other things. Putting lights and uh, computers in schools that were without electricity and. Uh, God moved in amazing ways. But the truth is, is that God didn't call us to just give people food and electricity and educational materials and then send them on to hell. God called us to meet their needs so that we could point them to the kingdom. And we went in the name of Jesus. We're doing this and loving on you. We don't expect anything in return because there is a God that loves you. There's a God that serves you. This is why we do what we do. Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he said, I do all things, I become all things to all people so that I might reach some. I do all of this. He talked about all the hardships in another part. Uh, we've been whipped and beaten and put in prison and in chains. We've been stoned. We've been, we've been left for dead, all for the sake of the gospel. He went on and talked about all his accolades. I, 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 was, I was the smartest of all in my tribe. I, was, I was a learned from the greatest of them. I had all these things that piled up, but all of them were like rubbish compared to knowing Christ. It is all about Jesus. It is all about the gospel. And thank you for being faithful people who serve and give and who have a passion for the gospel. In order for us to continue the mission that God has us on, We have to learn to continue to live generously. And we're going to do this in three ways as a church. We're going to learn to live and give spontaneously. There are many tragedies and hardships that happen in our life, earthquakes, uh, famine, tornadoes. I remember I was sitting having lunch with somebody a few years back, and over the news, uh, the news came of the devastation in Oklahoma when these tornadoes came and just tore through schools and devastated neighborhoods. And uh, the news reports were that it was g- the devastation was so great it was going to take uh, possibly days for the government uh, and the resources to reach those in need. And while they were interviewing some of the local authorities, they said, "You know what? It may take days for the government." get here, but the church is already here. At the moment that outbreak happened, the devastation set in, teams like teams of students from Liberty University loaded up with disaster relief trailers and trekked their way across the country. Local churches in Oklahoma started caring for people in need because it's not the government's responsibility to take care of the hurting. It's the responsibility of the church. Do you hear that? And I'm not, I'm not talking heresy here. James said the kind of love and religion that, that Jesus desires is that that takes care of orphans and widows. We have to put our belief where our mouth is, our money where our mouth is. We have to take steps of faith. Faith without works is dead. And we have to take what we believe and what we get pumped up with here in our times of gatheredness and be the church that God has called us to be in the places where he has sent us. And there are people hurting and without right here in our backyards, as well as around the world. And so we are going to be a people that give spontaneously. Last week, we heard the news and the need within the Gillespie family. and 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 thank you. Because over this past week, you've given spontaneously close to $10,000 was raised to help pay for their funeral expenses or medical bills and the things that they need to get done. Thank you for being a loving and serving and giving church to families in need like the Gillespie's. The second way that we're going to give is we're going to give strategically. The book of Isaiah, chapter 32, verse 8 says, but generous people plan to do What is generous? They do what? Do we have that verse? You may not. It's in Isaiah chapter 32, verse 8. Generous people plan to do what is generous. Sure, you can drive up on a corner and see somebody in need and, and, and give them what you happen to have in your change dish. You ever done that? You ever been there? Have you ever gotten to the point where you arrive up and you want to give something, you're like, oh man, I'm out. Um, In order for us to be better givers, we gotta plan to be better givers. Plan to give. Most of us plan to spend. How many of us plan to give? Brandy and I have recently sat down, we've entered a new season of life, we're paying for weddings and we're paying for uh colleges and and in order to make it happen we have to plan and it's easy for us to push the things that aren't necessary to the side or to do the things that we want to continue doing and and neglect the things that are important and unless we plan we better plan to fail and so we have to do what gary taught us two weeks ago put god first Give God our first and our best and trust him to take care of the rest. God says, bring in the, he says, test me in this. It's the one place in the Bible where he says, put me to the test. Trust me. When you bring in your tithe, see that I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour more blessing into your life than you can even imagine. We're going to give spontaneously as needs pop up. And we're going to give strategically and we're going to plan to be better givers. Last year, 207 of you gave. You helped us raise almost a half a million dollars. 13 of you gave half of that. Did you catch that? 13 of you gave $250,000. And the rest of us, 187 of us gave the other two I want to say thank you to all of you, because some of you, we're going to look at the next one, give sacrificially, every penny counts. And I'm not wanting anyone here to feel bad. Some of you, you gave a ton and you gave out of your wealth, and for that we're grateful. Some of you in comparison, you maybe only gave two cents, but you gave all you could. And that's all that Jesus asks for. We're going to learn to not only give spontaneously but we're going to give strategically and we're going to pray that God shows us how to give sacrificially and this one particular morning Jesus was in the temple and it was time for the offerings to be gathered, the collections to be brought up and Jesus was sitting there across from where the offerings were being turned in now imagine that imagine Jesus walking up and down the aisle as the offering plate is past, watching each of you As you give your offering. It says this. In the book of Mark. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were being put. And watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Where your money is, your heart is also. Money is talked about in scripture more than any other topic. It's kind of awkward and kind of weird and makes us feel uncomfortable. But the truth is, is it's because many. Jesus watched them as they brought their money forward to the temple treasury. Many rich people came and they threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in very two small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, pay attention to this. Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all of the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, gave everything. Giving sacrificially. Jesus didn't stop her. Jesus didn't go to the poor lady and say, thank you so much for your willingness. We know you need those couple cents. Keep them. Let the rich people give. He didn't stop her. He made an example of her. And for that, we want to say thank you to those of you. We know that there are families here that struggle to make ends meet, and yet you give to the mission that we are about. And for that, we say thankful. Because of you, we are seeing lives change. Because of you, we are able to feed hungry mouths. Because of you, we are able to clothe the sick, uh, clothe the, the cold, and visit the sick. Because of you, we are seeing God be glorified. Thank you. If we want to continue to be and live kind of generous lives god calls us to live we're going to pray that god helps us to be spontaneous givers giving as needs present themselves we're going to be strategic givers and we're going to put him first and we're going to be sacrificial givers and we're going to give above and beyond when time and god calls and for that we say thank you This is what we do. We live generously. And what God does is God rewards abundantly. God multiplies abundantly. For God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way. So that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them. They will thank God. That is. Give them a life full of meaning and purpose. And God invites us to this mission to live generously. Will you join him? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your call to invite us to be on a mission that leads others through loving others. That leads others by serving others. That we follow in your footsteps. One who is willing to give everything to become one of us. You gave up everything. You did not consider equality with God something to grasp. But Jesus, you lowered yourself becoming flesh. Taking on uh, the life of a humble servant. Even to the point of going to the cross in our place. So that we might come to know you. God, I pray right now for those who are in this room who, first of all, may not even truly know who you are. If you're here this morning and you would say, Pastor John, I'm not sure where I am spiritually with God. I'm not sure where I am in my beliefs. The Bible tells us that today is the day of salvation. And if at the very least like an innocent child if you would come to god and say god i may not know much but i believe you love me and i thank you for going to the cross to die for me thank you for dying in my place the scriptures tell us that you never sinned and the scriptures tell us that when you went to the cross you took my sin upon yourself Thank you for dying for me in my place. Forgive me. Come into my life now and teach me how to follow you. Show me what it means to walk the kind of life that you would want me to walk. Come in and make me new. Father God, I pray for anyone in this room who may be praying that prayer for the first time, that they would realize how They matter. Your scriptures teach that there was a shepherd that had a hundred sheep and he had 99 of them and realized there was one missing and he left the 99 just for the one. God, I pray that every person in here would realize that they are that one sheep that, God, you would love and you would pursue. And so this morning, if you are here and you would say, Pastor John, I want to receive the love and forgiveness that God offers. I want him to know that I open up my heart and my life to him. I want him to come into my life. I want him to be my Lord. I want to follow him. Then would you, so I can pray for you right now, would you just raise your hand and say, I put my trust in Jesus. Is there anyone? Just raise your hand. That's me. I accept him today. I ask that he come into my life. Father God, I thank you for that hand. I thank you for that hand. I see it. I thank you for those who are calling out to you right now, saying, Father God, come into my life. Make me new. Show me what it means to follow you. God, I pray that in a way that only you can, your Holy Spirit would come and forgive. Your Holy Spirit would. right where we're at and then points us in the right direction and the way to walk to follow you. God, I also pray right now for those in this room who already know you as Savior and Lord, myself included, show us how we can serve more, how we can give more so that we can live lives of gener- generosity that results in others coming to Show us the areas where you want us to serve. Show us the areas where you want us to plan better so that we can strategically do the things you want us to do in a way that doesn't... um, God, in a way that glorifies you. Show us, God, how we can put you first with our first and our best and trust you with the rest. We ask all these things. As our worship team gets ready to close us in a time of response, there's a couple things I want to remind you of. As we prepare for this move, this new season in our life as a church, our vision is not one Hope House. Our vision is multiple. We're praying that in 10 years we have 10 Hope Houses. We're praying that God enables us to have a mission center, a hope center, that is able to meet even more needs where we're able to help people fight addictions by uh, hosting recovery groups, where we're have, able to host even more through counseling. We have a counseling center already with six counselors, but we want to see that grow. Prince William County has said one of our greatest needs is people fighting addictions and people needing uh, uh, counseling. And we believe that it isn't the government's responsibility to take care of these needs. It's the it's the responsibility of us as the church being be in the hands and feet of Jesus caring for people in their time of brokenness. We have a vision to see our church give birth to other churches. Within two years, my heartbeat as a pastor is that we would birth a a, a second church out of us. In order to get there, we need to keep serving together, loving together, giving together, and there are some tangible, practical ways on this yellow form in your handout, ways that you can become a, a team member, a part of Team Hope, joining a team, getting on a rotation to greet people, to chair fold or baby hold, to be a part of a behind-the-scenes team, we need each and every one of you on board. And so during this time of response, I want you to pull out this form, I want you to look it over, I want you to pray about what boxes God wants you to check, and we'll follow up with you and help you get plugged in. In addition to that, I want you to think about where you are financially realize that every penny is God's already and he just asks that you honor him and worship him in your tithing. And ask yourself, is there more that God you want me to give in honor of who you are? I'm not asking that you give so that I can have a better car. Please know that. I'm asking that you give so that we can reach more with the love of Jesus. For those of you that are ready and know Jesus as Lord and Savior, Let us remember during this time also that God gave everything for us in the life of his son. At the age of 33, Jesus gathered his closest friends and followers, and he said to them as they ate their last supper together, he took a piece of bread and he said, I'm about to go to the cross and die for you. As you eat of this bread, remember me until I come again. And he took the cup said, this cup is a symbol of my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. As often as you drink of this, remember what I've done for you. And so if you have given your heart to Jesus, I invite you to come and celebrate the Lord's Supper together as a community. You can come to the front stations or to the one in the back. During this time, we also are willing to pray with you. If you gave your heart to Jesus, a few of you raised your hands. Find one of us. We'd love to pray with you about that decision. If you have something else going on in your life that you want to pray about, then find one of us. We're here to pray, and we'll stay after church ends and pray with you if if you need. During this time, respond. Obediently check the boxes God wants you to check. Make the decisions that you need to make, and remember why we do this. We do this because of what he did. Respond now as the Holy Spirit leads.